that he's going to drone on for hours. <laughs> you know, I hate long-winded preachers, and I guess I became one. <laughs> but today is a special day, not only for Brad and Rihanna and the children, but it's a special day for us. My topic this morning is prayer. I want to say to you, God has fixed the creative world and everyone that is in it by experience. At some time, everyone is going to come to the end of their personal strength. They will come to the end of their abilities to meet a need. If I ask this morning how many need prayer, there'd be a multitude of hands here. There are some things only God can do. And God says, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is none other. And God has made the whole world so that at some time in everyone's life, they will come to the need of prayer. You say, I've never prayed. Oh, yes, you have. There may have been wishes in your spirit that you couldn't voice. You say, I'm not religious, so therefore I can't pray. Oh, there will come a time when your needs can only be met by a powerful, almighty, creative God. Amen. Your wishes, your desires in the topic of prayer. It's not just a religious exercise and only for religious people. It is the only manner by which you have a right and an invitation to even talk to God. Now bear in mind you may come to the time where you're at the end of your life. You're at the end of your abilities. You're at the end of your needs. Whether you know it or not, you may come to the hour of prayer. I want to talk to you about the prayer subject that is found by James, the Lord's brother. James was Jesus' brother. James had saw the rejection of the Lord, his brother. James became the head of the church. And he saw questions amongst the people. And even those that were religious, James questioned them. And the book of James in the Bible is filled with questions filled with things that are inquiring and are saying, listen, you adults, you people, and especially those that were religious, the people of God, he said to them, listen, you have needs, he said. The first thing he said is, does any of you lack wisdom? Why did he say that? 
because of the overbearing taxation of the Romans against them. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Here's James saying, we can't live in this community. We can't live amongst all of these people. We say that we are the Lord's chosen, but our businesses are failing. Our crops are failing. We don't have the abilities to be fulfilled in the promises of God for our nation and for us. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. In other words, let him pray to the God who can tell you what to do. There'll be a time in your and my life that we're going to need godly wisdom. So that was one of the things that was perplexing to the brother of Jesus. He saw his own starting to hate his brother, even that though he had words of wisdom. And they were saying, no man speaks like this man. But he saw that, and then when he said to them, do you lack wisdom? Oh. You're saying that we, the Jews, are the chosen nation of God. How is it that we're being overrun? How is it that our businesses are failing? How is it that we are not really fulfilling the promises of God? You need wisdom. There will come a door in my life when we're going to need the wisdom of Almighty God. Even if you are religious, even if there has been a prophecy come over you that God's going to bless you, I'm going to tell you the end of your life is going to bring you to total and entire frustration. So this is what James, the Lord's brother, said. Listen, we're supposed to be so glorious, blessed. You need wisdom. Some of the other words I give you so I don't have to speak so long this morning. But they're words of his questionings and inquiries. He says, if any among you are religious, and you don't bridle your tongue, your religion is vain. So James, the brother of Jesus, saw the opinions And the rough speaking of this world. Listen, if you're going to live in this world for very long, you're going to be hearing hurtful things concerning you and what you're doing. You may find that some people who are supposed to be pure and righteous have garbage mouths. I don't want to go to a church where my reputation is not safe. Neither do you. I want someone to bless me. And James, the Lord's brother, said, Aha! We're the Lord's people. We are the apple of his eye. We have been told that we're God's blessed people. How come we're fighting one another? How come we're saying bad things about one another? This is the Lord's brother. 
And he's asking them questions. Are you religious? How come you got this bad mouth? It's the same with the world today. No businessman is safe. No marriage is safe. No person, children are not saved, are safe. We have the my opinion. Who says you have a right? Who says it? Only you. Opinions are the snare of the enemy. So the Lord's brother said, listen, there's going to come an opinion to these Jews. They are going to come because my brother Jesus told me I will be taken before the kings of the earth. I will be taken before the scribes and the Pharisees. I will be delivered into unjust men. Listen, when Pilate was washing his hands, he saw that there was a warfare of opinion. The scribes, the Pharisees, had an opinion concerning Jesus. And their opinion was, give us Barabbas, the most famous um, mafia guy of the time, but crucified Jesus. What did he do? The power of opinion. Jesus knew the power of opinion when he said, man builds a tower, or no man builds anything, lest he first sits down and counts the cost and buys enough, he has enough money to be able to build what he's starting to build. What is the penalty if you don't count the cost? He says, his neighbors shall say, Ah, look at him. He started to build that barn or that tower or that house. He should have counted the cost. See, the power of public opinion, even Jesus, our Savior, knew that this would happen. He goes on and he says, where does wisdom come from? Well, wisdom does not come from the throne of our own understanding. Wisdom comes from the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Michael. And so the book of James is full of questions. It is full of things where James is asking and saying, you're religious? What you need is to understand that you're going to be afflicted. And so when you... Read the book of James. You read about where evil devices come from. You read about things that are unexpectedly to invade the life of people. James answers questions. Then he gets to James 5, and that's our topic today. And he says there, asking them questions, is any among you afflicted which means has any among you been afflicted by circumstances by trouble maybe even by neighbors maybe even by your husband or your wife all kinds of afflictions which means are any among you 
being trapped. Is any among you having an experience that is catching what you don't mean and you don't want to be involved in that, but you have been involved? Today, you can pick up any newspaper in the land and you can find out that fathers and mothers are paying the price for developing their children in a manner and a way that is not pleasing to them. You can read anything today about dysfunctional families. It goes from those that pay the penalty of the worst of murderous behavior in the world. Or it can be just to a person that's have more possessions and money than they know what to do with, yet their kids go into the drug world. You say, I'm not going to, I'm not religious, I'm not going to pray. Oh, when you look at your son or your daughter and they're snared by liquor or by drugs, your religious pride and your stubbornness is not going to help you. (laughs) Is any of you afflicted with any trouble that you have no power over? The Bible says, and God says it, and God instituted and made it, let him pray. That's what was said. Let him pray. Why? First of all, you cannot pray to God Almighty unless you're honest. You start praying for for very long, you're going to find out the finger of the Holy Spirit of God will come right into your emotions. And he'll question you and say, why are you praying? Because prayer is an exercise in honesty. You may not be saved. You may not be religious. You may not be in this church. We're trying to help today by saying God wants you to pray. Every religion in the world has a prayer. I speak on many occasions to those that are Muslim. You don't become a Muslim unless you guarantee you're going to pray three times a day. I'm not saying that their God, Allah, is the God that's going to answer their prayer. I'm just saying there is no religion in the world today that doesn't have a prayer quality. But if you want to know the prayer that God listens to, I'll give you some reasons. I'll give you hope so that you can enjoy it. Because first of all, as I said, prayer is an exercise of honesty. Don't come to God with praise. Don't come to God with pride. Don't come to God telling him, I don't need you. I'm not religious. All religions, people are kooks. No. Tell the truth. I can't help myself. I'm afraid. I'm 
terrorized with the circumstance I'm in. And God put it in the Bible. And his brother, Jesus' brother, saw the problem and said, listen, there's going to come a time when people are afflicted. They need to get to God whether they're religious or whether they believe in the Bible or whatever they do, they need to know that God will listen to them through prayer. So first of all, prayer is a practice in honesty. You've got to look at yourself and humble God or your God, whoever he is. I do not... Involve myself in worthiness. I humble myself. I'll give you quick ones this morning and then we're going to end. Prayer searches out the deep things of your heart. Psychiatrists go so far. They got to go on the basis of what you tell them. They can only go so far. But if you pray... To the Lord God Almighty, the Creator, the Bible says this, even if you don't know his name, the Holy Spirit of God will help you pray as you ought to pray. Isn't that beautiful? Psychiatrists can only go so far. Oh, you can tell them this is my nature, this is my personality, or this is what I believe in. But I'll tell you, if you come to the Lord God Almighty and you say, show yourself to me. Are you the creator God? The Holy Spirit comes on the scene and the Bible says he'll help you pray the way you should pray. And if the Holy Spirit of God will help you pray, you're going to get an answer. Isn't this wonderful? Prayer helps us to take and face today our need instead of victory in a far off tomorrow. You say, I don't need God. I don't need salvation. I don't need them preaching. That's because you haven't prayed yet. You don't know that you do need the gospel. That you do need saving. Prayer helps you face that and become real with it. Not waiting till something's a better time. But whenever I get older and I'm really in trouble... Prayer helps you face your limitations and honestly attempt to live with them. I was going to talk this morning to the church about the four most powerful experiences that just literally derail every person that's alive. Uh, doctors tell us that on one of these four there can be no organic 
wrong that produces it. In other words, you didn't get a sickness when this happened. It was their birth in you. That's why I say prayer will help you face your personality problems today and not in some far off tomorrow. Prayer will deliver you from nagging inner desperation. Prayer will deliver you from fear because fear is like a prison. And the Bible describes it as like it has bars that you can't get it out. Fear, what a terrible thing. Prayer will help you face humiliation and replace some of your experiences with a peace because you will, and God said it, anyone that prays will have a sense of peace come to them. That's why we pray. The last one is prayer will release in you a joy. It will cause you to have a sense of release. Now, why we are here today singing and praising the Lord is we have found that God instituted prayer. God gave us a gift to be able to do it. And then he said, I'll give you the strength to become what you really need to become. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And he says, it'll give you joy. The reason why some even religious people don't have joy is because they don't pray. And the Bible says the joy of is your, say it out loud. Strength. Strength. Amen. How many need strength? Yeah. Amen. Good message. <laughs> I just thought I'd announce that to you in case you're wondering. We pray in this church. Yes. We pray over everything. Our little kids pray over their cats and their dog. They pray for their their dad. Because prayer is the gift of God. You say, I have no faith. I'm not religious. Have you ever prayed about it? I challenge you to pray this prayer. If there is a God, come to me and prove to me it's your God. You'll find out that there is a God. Amen. I'm so thankful this morning that you're here. I'm so thankful for the simple word. I think we should do something prayerful. Amen. I think we should lift our hands up, which is a signal to God as I give up. I give up. Father, I pray this morning that you bless every person that is here. 
Give us a desire to pray. You gave us this avenue of blessing. So this morning, Father, we pray that you would strengthen and bless the people in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand.